As long as it's done before ten, I'll be happy. What are you? What are you loading down? I am. I am downloading Horizon Zero Dawn. What's that? That's that video game with the robot dinosaurs. Robot dinosaurs? Robot dinosaurs. Oh, is that the one we talked about before? Yes, multiple yeah. times. A lot. A lot. Actually, no. This is how this is how long the hype has been going for this game. We talked about it with Josh. That's right. I remember that. Josh was in the basement, and we were all in the basement. We were in the basement talking about video games. We were talking about it, and you guys were like, "Blah blah 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 blah." <laughs> that was the it most looks cool. It does look super cool, and it got crazy good reviews. So, I learned my i my my pre order lesson in life was that space game, the uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Never pre ordered a game because it turns out it's No Man's Sky. Yeah. But then, but then this one got like nine ninety five percent, nine point five across the board. So I was like, "Fuck it, fuck it, I'll take a risk." Yeah, it's I, got robot dinosaurs I'm in it. Sure, it'll be better. It's got robots. Hey, you know what else has robots? A savage land. <laughs> Welcome back to the Savage Land. Oh, it's a freaking great day here in the Savage Castle Bouncy Land. I'm Jason, and who else we got in the Savage Land? I live in a bouncy castle, and my name is Matthew. I'm Rachel, I'm and I don't do have no whole... catchy song. <laughs> I'm going to do the whole thing in catchy song. It's going to get old in about a couple, like five or six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's already getting old. You're uh you're way ahead of schedule, man. Yeah. Fuck. Hell yeah. Um, you ever, have, you, have you guys ever started talking and do, or doing a bit on the Savage Land, and then like halfway through, you're like, I need to stop right now, but you don't. You That's every bit there. I ever do. <laughs> okay. Just checking. <laughs> I may or may not have just felt that right now. <laughs> you know, it's I think it's a a very common occurrence on our show. Uh, yeah. Mine is I talk and then I forget what I'm talking about mm, and then I try so. to rein it back in and <laughs> then I'm like, did I say that right? I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't think any of us say many things right a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's true. I do, I do skip over, you know, intelligent conversation for uh, free association dumb jokes. <laughs> seems to be my, seems, seems to be my modus. Like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Make it make a free association joke. There's, I think, there's a big running bit that happens a lot of like, oh, Jason's talking about something. Let's just sit here. <laughs> it's a good running <laughs> gag, guys. I love it. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> no, it's just when you get on a roll talking, there's no space. Yeah, it. Well, you fill you fill your like you 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 put space in with the expectation that somebody's going to jump in, but you fill your space with quick little 
Um, and then and blah, 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 um, <laughs> and uh, should I try to do this whole episode without saying um? Oh, dude, I, I yeah, go for it. I'll try too, and uh, guarantee you, it'll. <laughs> I, I won't even be able to communicate. <laughs> now it's all I want to say. Anytime I start talking, like if I start to get on a roll, you guys should just say like yell stop. If there's any point where you go, I have a thing to say there. Just yell stop. Well, it's also and it'll work. I'm just we don't want to interrupt you because you are speaking so quickly. Yeah, so but we that's... think we're we're we think just get to your point, but you don't really reach the point. <laughs> no, I think that's it right there. Is you're like, I know he's going somewhere. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I, I know he's getting somewhere. Yeah. Oh wait, he just went off on the wait side there. Okay. We're, no, we're... he's reined it back in. Okay. <laughs> now what's the point? <laughs> We're like, all right, here he goes. He's getting to this. Po- oh my god! Uh, yeah, I do a whole lot of you're, setup you're, and you're, pretty much everything you're, I say. You're, you're two different comic publishers away and six different artists away at this point. And- <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is very true. Actually, that's that's a that's a pretty accurate critique. Yeah, we still love you though. Oh, good. I'm glad the listeners probably don't. <laughs> One but- star. One star. <laughs> Oh boy, we got. It, I mean, this is like we're like on the. You know, sh- go ahead. No, I, th- I don't know. You sound like you were actually going somewhere. So I don't. <laughs> no, I feel. No, I feel bad for interrupting you. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say we're kind of on the cusp here of uh, of a big old a big old wave of of excitement in the Savage Castle. Oh yeah, and it's not just episode eight one hundred because that's exciting too. That's that what's fucking nuts. That's fucking nuts, man. To get to episode, to get to 100 episodes, which doesn't feel like a lot, is two years worth of doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. We will when we hit April is uh, when when it'll officially be two years that we've been doing the Savage Land. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, which yeah. is also reminds me uh, to the listeners: watch out at some point this week. There will be like a short little audio clip released on our feed and the Living Dead Minute. Uh, and probably the TMBC feed, but it's just kind of just given a little little sort of view of the course ahead for all of our little fun podcasts here. I guess that's the thing we're doing, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, had, I yeah, I just kind of <laughs> made made the decision. Um, yeah. Well, the reason, like right, right like literally, right yeah, this we, second. We, we no, I already recorded. That. I already recorded a a thing. Oh boy, <laughs> it's not long. It's not one of my <laughs> diatribes. Um, I just just got a short little short little blurb for you guys. Thirty five minutes later, no, it's and like, then, <laughs> and then and then Dexter Johnson, who did the art for um, <laughs> Dead Man back in uh, nineteen ninety seven, who was friends, by the way, with guys. Frederick Rogers. Uh, oh, he Frederick Rogers also. D- <laughs> No, I because oh, we've got we've got a lot of fun things and changes and stuff we're really excited about. And not only that, but then the Living Dead Minute's been gone for over two months, and so I kind of wanted to give like a quick like, hey, here's the sitch, here's what's coming down the pipeline. We're not freaking yeah. protect your anuses. Nope, we have some really cool fun stuff coming up. Oh yeah, if you're a fan of comic books. Then you'll like All right, that's everything. Yeah, we don't, don't spoil. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here's what I was going to talk about. 
that cool robot, that cool Boston Dynamics robot. Let's talk about that Dude, robot because that's. I like, didn't watch that because you sent it when I was uh, driving home. Watch it it's while we're talking cool about it. Cool robot. So it's a real cool robot. And we can post this uh, if one of you wants to share that to our Facebook page as well. Um, Check out this robot. Check out this robot. But yeah, Check so out this super <laughs> cool robot. Boston Dynamics built a robot that uh, somebody on Reddit said constantly looks like it's running because it forgot to take the pie out of the oven. Yep. It also, that thing is going to murder people at some point, right? I mean, oh, like, yeah. That, that's a terrifying robot. The, the capabilities of that robot are... Are, are big we stand no chance against that thing it can run faster than we can it can keep its balance better than we can it can lift things uh much heavier than we can it's oh by the way did we say that it can jump oh yeah it can fucking jump like high too yeah like and whilst on the a... move whilst 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 i do appreciate the usage of that word but <laughs> uh i'm watching it right now rich is watching right now I can hear it. But yeah, it's that is an impressive, impressive robot. That was a really impressive robot. I was kind of um I was disappointed with damn it, I just said um. That was the first um. I was kind of disappointed uh. with Boston Dynamics because in almost every robot video they do, they kick the robot down at some point or try to. Yeah. Uh-huh. That didn't I've happen in this video. Ones. Yeah, those are all Boston Dynamics. It's all coming from the same fucking oh, place. I bet you okay. they they there, you can't kick this robot this robot down. Oh, I'm pretty sure you can't. I just that's why I wish they would have tried. Maybe it's because it has a temper. You know what this robot reminds me of? Hmm. Did anybody see that nineties movie called The Arrival with Charlie yeah, Sheen? Those aliens were cool. This looks like those aliens. Yeah, it does. That's cool. Charlie I didn't Sheen, see that. The arrival. <laughs> it was uh Oh, it can jump. It Holy can jump. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, it can jump yeah. really high. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> I know. Like this robot. <laughs> and it's like, the other thing is, too, if you were running away from that thing, it would be so terrifying, but so goofy looking that it would be hard to like decide what you needed to do in that moment. It'd be less goofy looking once it had shoulder-mounted assault rifles. That's very yeah. true. <laughs> I think that's probably why it does look goofy looking, is there's an assault rifle hole you know, from the shape of the thing that's missing. <laughs> They're like, hey, it's cool. Uh... Don't worry, this thing's not going to be ter- terrifying in the future. We'll have a freeze frame at the end of the video. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Look at how fun this guy is. Like No, but that's... I, I mean, I, I remember seeing that the dog robot for the first time, and that was... When it was cool. on the ice and, like, trying to, like, stay steady. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that was still, that was still pretty cool and impressive. But this thing was. was like... Oh, hot damn, this thing's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is going to commit so many hate crimes. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's going to commit any hate crimes, but... I don't know, man, if it starts serving on the police force. Um, Try to figure out how to wade out of these waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to figure out something to put there. I got nothing. Um, yeah, I got uh, nothing either. No, yeah, but that robot is both terrifying and amazing. No, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I... You wonder what you're going to see. I mean, with that thing being that impressive, I wonder what you're going to see in the next, I don't know, however long. Have you seen the little, like, um, dragonfly uh, drone robot? Dragonfly the drone robot. They can can attach itself to a a wall, wherever, 
Like any wall? No, I haven't, no. but that sounds amazing. It's like a drone with a tail, and then it, it can like fly up to a wall and turn itself, uh, like I said, be vertical. And there's like little micro hooks on its feet, and it can just like like stop and like snag onto any sort of like stucco or any wall that has some amount of texture to it. It's got these like cool little like they're designed like kind of like gecko feet, so they use uh, like microscopic surface tension to hold on, plus these little tiny hooks, and uh, so it can just like fly up and like duck, hit, touch to a wall, and then it's got a little mechanism on the back of the tail that can that like is spring loaded, so it can like it can ring back, hit the spring, and it go, and pops it off the wall, and it goes zzz, flies away. That's incredible. How many cameras it's does pretty, it have? Just one or like eight. I don't know. <laughs> One or eight. One or eight, whatever. One of the two. One uh, or eight, a direct feed to the NSA. I mean, but that's what it is, right? I mean, that, it's it's obviously a little spy drone. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Can just like, they can just quietly just like nook up on a wall somewhere. It's probably how Putin got that compromising uh, presidential treatment video. You think so? No. No, I don't either. But, I think it was uh, just regular old hidden cameras that they put all over the place in Russia. Sure, I'm for sure such an instance where an, where a, where a future asset could be going to get a nice little uh, shower. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Why am I in this mood? Why am I doing this? I don't know. You really are. In a, you're yeah. in quite a mood. Yeah. We both are in quite a mood, and I just want to <laughs> sing songs. I, I'm just. <laughs> I've just had a really long day, so. I just want to rage against the machine, man. I just want to. Um, pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just killing time till I can play some fucking robot dinosaurs. Is that what this podcast is to you, Matt? Just killing time. Just killing time till I can play my robot dinosaur game. <laughs> but to be honest, though, I, I am super excited about this game. Yeah, I'm super excited yeah. to have a robot that can like run and grab things for me all the time. Well, I mean, you're not going to get that anytime soon. That's fair. Um, not for you. So this game, it's the game that we've been talking about forever, right? Horizon what? Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Did they, is that like, yeah. the, is it is it like an installment of an existing franchise or is it the first of something? It's the first, but I, it looks like PlayStation's ramping up to make this like the new flagship franchise after since uh, Uncharted has uh, finished. Hmm. They're done with Uncharted. So they're making it so like think, they're Michael Bay Transformers. I th- yeah, I think this might be their new. Yeah, this might be their new. Uh, the new face of PlayStation. We'll see how it. We'll see how it. We'll see how it uh, goes over with the public in the next week or two. But I'm calling No Man's Sky on it. I I, I don't. Mm, not even at no, all. I'm not. Not even. Not even a little bit. There. There already are reviews, and the reviews that are already out there are like. Holy shit, you guys, Robot Dinosaurs, it's the best. Okay, whatever you say. Moderately more eloquent than that, but... <laughs> no, I But that's, that's the gist of it. The gist is... Word. Dude. Robot Dinosaurs. Robot Dinosaurs. <laughs> Do you guys ever get like a Hershey bar and break all the individual little bricks into the, their own little bar? What? Like uh, you like actually eat a Hershey bar... But the bricks? What do you do? You buy a Hershey bar and just take bites out of it? Sometimes, yeah. Not like often. Uh, but uh, you're the worst type of human. You're, yeah, you're supposed to break those off. 
You don't well, just take a big bite out of it. <laughs> do you ever like? Do you ever oh. break off the bars though? Like before? Like not even at the moment you're about to consume it, but just like as like prep. Yeah, no. I've done that before. Yeah, I like no, that. No, I'll like break off the three, uh-huh. and then break those up and then eat them one by one and then when i'm done with that then i'll go to the next part yeah uh, i'll do that too <laughs> i just i i don't know there's something about it that's so satisfying to just break up every single individual little piece before ever ever eating any of the bar you're doing weird stuff over there today <laughs> weird for the past week <laughs> weirdo over there <laughs> cooped up guys i'm in a life crisis <laughs> a lot going on so let me out yeah they just locked you in there and just shove hershey bars under the door (laughs) (laughs) just hershey bars and like fucking anti-government propaganda that's why i came in so loaded today (laughs) sounds about right super amped up on sugar (laughs) i actually conspiracy theories i did eat like three powdered donuts right before jumping on the mic today so oh that's a real healthy choice for a sick day dude Real, real good idea. I was very I sick today. I don't think he's sick. I was I so don't think he's sick. Sick at all? I don't think you guys have no idea how sick I was. No, I was eating I soup that contained chicken and noodles. No, you were eating all the donuts so and all candy, donuts and Hershey's. It's possible bars. to eat both together. There's, you can maybe. I haven't tried it, but now <laughs> I'm going to. His soup yeah. was Hershey bars and milk. <laughs> <laughs> That might not be too bad, actually. No, that's what's called chocolate milk. Oh, yeah, huh. Well, what I mean is like... <laughs> and then you can get your milk amplifier. <laughs> I was just... Okay, what I was picturing was like a bowl of like milk and like granola or some shit like that and Hershey bar chocolate. Like just chunks of Hershey chocolate. Yeah, that also exists. It's called <laughs> granola with chocolate in it. Well, I fuck off, man. More I don't just know like a bowl of milk with like the little squares in it, so it, it's like a cereal, and then you just spoon all. No, of that's it. what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> you just spoon all the just a bowl bricks. full of Hershey squares with milk in it. Yeah, but I imagine Hershey square chocolate milk, which makes chocolate milk. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think uh, that like fifteen minutes in is about the time we should probably like start the ketchup or something? Do you think? No, no, I have a excellent thing here to okay, talk do about. It. Um, do you guys put applesauce in your granola instead of milk? <laughs> I've never done that. Because, Is it good? Yes, that's what I do. Really? Like always? Yeah. Yeah. You never I... do yogurt or milk? Uh, no, I don't particularly love yogurt. And milk's just milk is garbage. Uh, I make my own granola at home, and so, then I separate it out. So does Jenica. And then I put it in my <laughs> almond milk yogurt for work. I it's my snack. Almond milk is definitely... <laughs> Almond milk yogurt? Yeah. The vanilla flavor is like the best thing I've ever tasted. I don't know. Almond milk I is my favorite thing. That's my choice of milk to put granola with. They, uh, they have they have tons of different flavors, though. That's just what I choose because I put my granola in it. Fair enough. Uh, is this what I, the Breakfast like, Club was about? Yep. Yeah, I, I, I totally. like cashew milk. Cashew milk is my favorite. Oh, that I haven't good. had it yet. That's also, good, you say cashew really weird. No, that's how you're supposed to say it. You guys said mm-hmm. all weird. Mm-hmm. Also, cashew cheese is it, what? Cashew what? cheese is gross. <laughs> cashew cheese. <laughs> cashew cheese. No, 
Uh, listeners, listeners, can you please li- leave voicemails at four one three Savage Four to tell Matt how to say cashew? Thank you. Cashews. Cashews. Yeah, that's what you. Should, that's what they're called. Please dial the Savage Hotline four one three Savage Four. That's four one three Savage Four. Tell Matt how the fuck he's supposed to say cashew. It sounds like a sneeze. Yeah, cashew. Uh, cashew. <laughs> cashew type. Started- I started the applesauce granola thing camping because it the milk goes bad, but the applesauce doesn't. That makes sense. The milk goes bad, but the applesauce doesn't. Sounds like something that like somebody says in a horror movie from like behind a closet. <laughs> like the milk goes bad. No, it sounds but like the applesauce some weird, doesn't. Like old man, like trying to give you life advice. <laughs> Sage wisdom. Sage yes. wisdom from. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. My granddaddy told me back when I was a little perch. From Uncle Un- Unky Matt, the milk goes bad. <laughs> the applesauce didn't. Applesauce didn't. <laughs> Go get yourself some cashews. <laughs> you can buy them from that robot over there. Cashews, me, Miss. Uh, can I get some cashews? Cashew. <laughs> I wonder if that uh, cashew cashew picking robot <laughs> has machine. <laughs> All right. Cashew picking robot. I was- <laughs> I was trying to think of more just, words to I'm just going to start coughing if you keep making me laugh. <laughs> All right. I think it's about time we start some catch-up, isn't it? Um, I, uh, You know, the other one I say is programs. Do you really? Instead programs. of program? Yeah, it's a program. Are you, program? wait. Mm, a we got we to gotta roll back issues? the tape. We got to roll back the tape of the Savage Land and see if Matt's ever said program. I've definitely said program. That's so stupid. <laughs> Don't you want to watch some programs? Dude, are you my grandpa? <laughs> some programs? Matt, eat some cashews? <laughs> Good lord. Matt's, Matt, Matt comes in one day on the set. <laughs> Matt comes in to record a uh, podcast one day and he's like, you know, I was watching a program on the home box office the other day. Get it? Like, H- never mind. Fuck off. I, I get it. Fuck you guys. Well, I'm not, I'm not that bad, man. Come on. No, that's the talking picture box. <laughs> Well, no, Home Box Office is HBO. I know. Yeah, but, we get it. But an old tiny person would say the talking picture box. Talk, or, watching one of them talkies. Mo- talkies. Or moving pictures. Why, seriously, watch, why did movies watch. stick around when talkies became the new thing? Like, like why did the term... I'm talking about the terms, because, like, movie existed first, and then the talkies came out. You know, they're like, oh my god, they're talking in these. Let's go see the talkies. But then eventually it faded back into movies? Why? Because they were all... I don't know. They were always movies. Well, yeah, but like, it's not like we they call never stopped being movies. Yeah, it's like it's like, um, well, but like DVDs we... were DVDs were always DVDs, and then for a brief period they were dubbed video dubbed, and now they're still DVDs, but hmm. nobody calls them dubbed video dubbeds anymore. Except Matt. Except for me and Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out where the dubbed video dubs came in, but then I was like, That's "Where he's like, yep. where he holds up a VHS and he's like, well, we're gonna send them those DVDs." He's like, "That's not a DVD," and he's like, "Yeah, it is. It's a dubbed video dubbed." Yep. <laughs> Did I miss that show? I need to rewatch it sometime soon. I love that show. It's the best. It is the best. Uh, anyway, yeah. Do we want to segue into ketchup? Yes, ketchup, we ketchup do. Now? And the listeners are probably Wait. like, you know, that, know that was pretty it's good. probably, no, that was, I think that was pretty good. It's probably an abusive relationship they're, at this point where they're just forced to listen to whatever I the wonder, fuck I breakfast wonder, rants we go on. 
there also could have been a lot of people that were like, yes, they're not getting their ketchup. Yeah, they're not getting there. Ah, oh, just keep going, guys. Oh, yeah, this is, oh, man, now they're doing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, now they're going to do their ketchup. <laughs> tweet, us, tweet us to let us know which you prefer more, uh, random breakfast talk or ketchup at Savage Land Pod. Yeah. Or mispronunciations of words or ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. All right, who's, uh, Matt, you lead it off. It's been a while since you've let off. I lead off every single week. Jason. That's bullshit. Not bullshit at all. In fact, last week you made a joke about how I start them all. Yeah. No, I made a joke about how, what? No, I no, I definitely yeah. didn't. <laughs> yes, you yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Because yes, I just listened to that today. Yes, you definitely. And you made did. a joke about how we literally stuck said to, it seems to be our new thing. Yeah, Matt starts. Matt I go starts, in the middle and Rachel finishes. Yeah. No, oh, that's malarkey. Um, okay, fine. Then I'll I'll lead off first this week. Fucking no, it's my turn, Jason. <laughs> no, it's mine. No, oh, it's Rachel's turn. All right, Rachel, go. Oh <laughs> uh, well, how do you want me to segue? Just I just no, launch into it. It's all right. We don't <laughs> well, need to segue. Well, no, I I mean about the movie that we're gonna talk. Oh, about. is that your only catch up? No, I read some comics, but I and I fell in love with Disney's Moana. Ooh. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is it good? It's so good. Like I'm, I didn't think it would be that good, and now I'm like obsessed, and I'm listening to the soundtrack like all the time. <laughs> oh boy, I can't stop. What's the one song from Moana? It was stuck in my head yesterday. <laughs> Moana, Moana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Moana, Moana. No. And then there's like chicken, chicken, ukulele. No, the I'll go get the, my ukulele and I'll show you guys. Please the do. Main song that was actually nominated for an Oscar was "How Far I'll Go." How far I'll go? <laughs> that, that was, was really good. I know, right? It was written by uh, Lin Manuel Miranda from uh, uh, Hamilton. Yeah, that's why all the songs are so goddamn catchy. <laughs> Did you see? It has like this weird formula. He does have a weird formula. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think he was, uh, he made a deal with the devil. Yeah, probably. Is Matt back with his ukulele? It sounds like he might be. <laughs> he is. Oh boy. He's, he's, he's got it. This is the special he's ukulele gonna... episode, listeners. We planned this. He's, he's going to sing a song from Moana. I'm not going to play any more ukulele because I bet that's not good podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) This is now the ukulele podcast. You didn't get to hear my lyrics. I did. I had a headphone. Yeah, he had a headphone. It was awful. Thank you. No, it was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It was beautiful. I've been told many times I have a gorgeous singing voice by your mother. It doesn't matter, man. It's you know she's she's a she's a harsh critic. My mom says I'm beautiful. Uh, anyway, Rach, Moana. Yeah, Moana. Should I watch it? You should watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, and you definitely should. I, I, I did already mention this on 
Facebook, but um, the initial screenplay was done by Taika Waititi. It was, oh. indeed. I, I knew that. And Jermaine was in it. Yeah. And Jermaine is in it, and he sings a song. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Does he sing it in his boy voice? <clears throat> kinda. Sort of kinda. <laughs> Love his it, boy voice. It's really good. I highly recommend that movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty good. It's not as good as Zootopia, it. but it's really good. Um, Unless, Rachel, do you think it's better than Zootopia? Mm, I don't I don't really think you can compare them just because they're very, very, very different. Psh, tell me which one's better, Arrival or Moonlight? I haven't seen Moonlight. I haven't seen Moonlight. Tell me which one's better, Arrival or... Or... Uh, or The Arrival? Or The Arrival <laughs> starring... Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen, yeah. I'm probably going to have to go with Arrival on that one. Boom, see? You can compare two movies that aren't mm-hmm. the same. The Arrival is a pretty bad movie. It is a really bad movie. How does it compare to Pluto Nash? I haven't, I haven't seen Pluto seen Nash. Pluto Nash. <sighs> so good. No. Let's do this for the next hour. <laughs> 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 All right. Continue, Rach. I, I agree with you. Moana's pretty dope and... and uh, Dwayne Johnson's super fun. I love I loved his character in that movie. Yeah, it it's a good movie. Super cute. Did um, you like the tattoo I dance? Did. Yeah, yeah, it did. A little dancing tattoos. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, I finished volume five of Nailbiter today. Ooh, it's burning through those. I'm burning through it. I can't talk about it too much because I now just gave it to Matt to read, so I can't really say. But I will say that everything you ever thought ever is wrong. What? Well, fuck. (laughs) That's the like that is the best thing to say to make somebody second guess literally everything. (laughs) Everything ever. Because what if some of them are actually right? I should move back to Utah. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, <laughs> dope. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited to read it. Yeah, it, I've, yeah. It's really good. Um, I did read volume one of Ghosted, also by oh, Joshua Williamson. Wait, did you read it yet, Jay? I have not read it, but I don't care about getting spoiled. At this point, I have so many things to read that, based on your reviews, I'm probably not going to read it. I'm not going to. Don't read it. I'm not going to spoil anything. But I. You're fine. Just because I'll just say don't read it. Unfortunately. Un- yeah, very unfortunately, just yeah. Was uh, was the ball dropped more on on behalf of the writing or the art? Uh, writing. Yeah, I actually the, thought the art was pretty good. Yeah, the art is actually really good. It's not like the greatest of all time, but it it, it fits pretty well and it's and it looks good. But the writing was rough. Yeah, the writing and the 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 the, the, the pace, the cadence, uh, it just wasn't good. And the cliches. Mm. All over the place. Yeah. So now it had it had really good potential, but just the execution just not not there. No. It I, I started reading and I was like, Oh, really? Alright, I'm gonna keep reading and then and by the almost by the end of volume one I was like Man, this is this is not good. <laughs> yeah. I want this to be good and I'm trying to push this to be good and it's not good. Yeah, I I really wanted it to be so it oh, sounds like we're at a... There's five volumes of it right now. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, like, somebody's reading it. People like it, apparently. Yeah, it's hard for a creator-owned book to go that long unless it's being read by a lot of people. 
So maybe it gets better, but I don't know. It was pretty rough. So I, I, yeah, I don't know if I would even maybe give it another shot. I'm not going to give it another shot. So it sounds like we've got a one great and one not great at all for old Joshua Williamson on the writing front so far. Is that that the case? Neither of you have read any other mm. Williamson stuff? Uh, no, those are the knowledge. only two that I've read. And No Biter's amazing, and that was less than. So then what it sounds like to me is that uh, Birthright, which is his third creator-owned book uh, from Image Comics, should be the tiebreaker to determine the oh, fate really? of Joshua he Williamson. Did, he did Birthright? Yeah. You didn't like that one either. Did you read that? <laughs> I read I read oh. the first uh one or maybe or two issues of Birthright. Dang. Not very good, you guys. It's not I didn't very like good. that. So maybe maybe the tiebreaker <laughs> needs to be uh the Flash then. Yeah, you could you guys could go for that. No, I, I it, <sighs> bummer, man. That's so funny. Why is Nobiter so much better than Birthright was just kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that one's another one that's been going on for a while too. Yeah, the premise is like kind of almost there, but he like, I don't know, eh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know what it is, but especially with Ghosted, like he almost had something, but it just it wasn't working out. But somehow Nailbiter worked. Hmm. Yeah, it really does work, and that I mean it's so funny because my other critique, my critique of Birthright is the same as it is for ghosted which is like this dialogue blows yeah the dialogue is really bad but nailbiter's dialogue is pretty good what's yeah it's interesting because flows yeah birthright is only one story arc behind nailbiter in terms of numbering like it's been going for a while huh i don't know anyway what else you got um i read volume one of shutter Which the other volumes are sitting here in front of me. Oh, yeah. From, uh, is it Joe or Joel Keating? Joe. 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 And I was, I didn't know anything about it. So reading it, I was beyond surprised about how fun and interesting the story is. Hmm. Yeah. I was in the same book. I was like, hey, this looks like a cool name for a comic. Shudder. Cool. I'll read that. And then I started reading and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this no. is above and beyond what I thought it would be. Refresh yeah, no, my memory on what that book's about. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I did it last time. Jason asked me to asked us to refresh his memory about what this comic <laughs> is about. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just every every episode someone's first. Uh, so it's I don't really know what to give away though. I think you could probably vague over the world. Um, well, that's the thing, like. They don't explain the world. No, I just... So when I talked about it last, I said it's like adventure world where sort of every sort of adventure trope exists. Yeah. The, this girl... Oh. Um, this is the, the daddy-daughter adventure team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is really cool. Like, they've been adventurers their whole... Her whole life. And he dies... And some stuff happens that she didn't know about. So basically, he's kind of lied to her. Oh. And there's like, it's never explained, but there's like animals, like the lions. No, there's also there's some weird things going on. Yeah, like the, the a majority of the characters are animals, but it's not like ever, hey, 
these guys are animals. It just nothing's explained. Well, because that's rude. No. Yeah, don't be rude. Yeah, you can't call them animals. Come on. But They're it works. It, it totally works. It's it, so much fun. It, it works without being explained. And I love the the cat that's the clock, uh-huh. the little robot. Yeah. He's just so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cat that that cat, man. That cat like that cat quickly became one of my one of my favorite comic book characters. Yeah, I love that cat. Um better than Lion Cat? That cat uh, yeah, Lion Cat's uh, pretty good too. I no, love but Lion this, Cat. this cat's I got a, a pretty amazing character arc. Yeah, and he's just so cute. Uh, it, it's just really fun and magical, and it's a mystery story, and it's just got everything. Like seriously, everything is in it. Hmm. It's unbelievable. It sounds like and, something I could get into because, like my my favorite thing in all of science fiction or fantasy is. Hey, let's throw you into this crazy fucking world and not like not tell you anything about it. Yeah, I think no, yeah. I think you dig it. It's and it's also written really well, and the art is super good. Uh, I, I, it's it's high on my favorite comics, favorite running comics right now. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it, and now I have volume two and three that Matt's letting me borrow. So, oh, nice. I'm very excited. Hooray! 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 Hooray. <laughs> Juice! Hey, Juice! 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 Um, and I did watch Arrival last night. Ooh! And I know you guys really, really liked it. I thought it was quite good. Uh, it was pretty meh for me. Like, boring? It's the most interesting, boring movie I've ever seen. I can see that. <laughs> I can see where you go. I mean, I can see I'm, why you would think that. I'm yeah. not denying that it is interesting. It does have something really cool there. I just don't think it was done as well it, as well as it could have been. Like it feels like it's kind of an interstellar type thing, but it didn't quite get to where Interstellar was. Hmm. Huh. If that makes sense. No, because I like this better than Interstellar. I like Interstellar better yeah. than this. <laughs> so I, I'm... Which surprises I'm on, me. I'm on both really, of your sides. I really didn't like Amy... I, I don't like Amy Adams. Yeah, I don't. across the board. Yeah, I don't either. But I still thought the movie was good. Yeah, I... But I, I do like the concept of it because it... It does start, too, because the whole time I was thinking she totally knew what these flashbacks were, which it turned out that's not what they were. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I did like that. But just the main thing is why they were there. I just was kind of like, eh, that's kind of. You didn't like the pay it forward thing? I fucking loved that. That's just like that that had Twilight Zone written all over it. Yeah. Like, like. The, basically, this entire story is set up for the actual story that you'll never see. That is true. You know, it's the, the and, and when you put it that way, I'm like, oh, okay, that yeah, that does make it a little better that way. But it was still kind of like, eh. So I just sat through this whole thing for that. I. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm like I said I'm on both of your sides. I a uh, liked Interstellar more than I liked Arrival. Um, they both kind of had that, that same sort of tone where it's kind of like really dreary and slow and like, you know, 
takes a while to sort of build up and and you know uh give you the deeper intrigue in the story um yeah however uh and and i also almost never like amy adams and things um just there i don't know there's something about amy adams that i really i don't know it's weird um she bugs me too and i'm not that actress i mean don't get me wrong yeah no she she does bug me it's the same as jeremy renner i'm not i'm not a huge fan of jeremy renner either honestly Oh uh, really? I, I like Jerry Rimmer. I thought he was. I, mean, I yeah. thought he was particularly good in this. I yeah, I really liked him in this. Really? I I, yeah. I kind of hated his character in this. Maybe it was just the writing, but like he the, okay the scene when they're in the helicopter, when they first meet each other, and it's like they're it it felt like they were trying to go as fast as they possibly could to be like oh he's he's a math guy and she's the linguist girl here's why and they're gonna disagree because one of them sees the world through language and one of them sees it through math. I think that was exactly what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. I know let's that's what they were going for, just, but it was let's, just... Let's, let's get, get that this, out of the way. Let's just get this out of the way as quickly as possible and then focus on character development for the rest instead of... My problem with it was on. is that because they were trying to get it out of the way fast, the dialogue was insanely ham-fisted and like yeah. super just weird and unrealistic. I don't know. I, well, I The, the other thing I didn't... I thought was really weird is like it's going on and on and on and on. And then right there in the middle is that voiceover part with Jeremy Renner just kind of explaining, hey, we've been doing this for like two months and here's what we got. And then this happened. And I just thought it was really out of place. That was a little weird. A little jarring. Yeah. I don't remember that no, part it, enough, it's, honestly. It's, it's kind of shifted the tone. Sure. To a weird place that, yeah, I just thought that was really weird. Um, I think the thing that's, that stuck so highly about this movie was it was... A science fiction film, which we don't get a lot of good, like, really good ones. We get a lot of, like, fun ones or okay ones or we get and we get a, we get a shitload of shitty ones. But that was really intriguing about the concept of what it means to be, what, what, what it means for something to be alien. Whatever that, whatever, whatever it's, whatever it means to be named alien. But just the idea of like something so out of this, out of out of the out of the mindset of of human of of humankind, and then how you you deal with that, how you function with something that you can't you know understand. Yeah, and I just thought that was super cool because I mean I think I don't know that us won an Oscar and blah 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 blah. Yeah, oh, it didn't win any Oscars. No, it didn't win any, which sucks. N- nominated, whatever. Um, science fiction never wins Oscars. Hashtag True. Uh, science fiction uh, haters. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, um, shit. I had a. I was going to a really awesome point here, and I things that humanity doesn't oh, understand. Oh, yeah, and the idea that they never. Exp- nothing is explained about this. About these entities about these what do they call them septipods yeah yeah nothing's there's Heptipods. nothing explained septipods seven i thought they had five Mm-mm. i thought it was heptipods i'm pretty sure heptipods? it's heptipods i think it was septipods no it's heptipods i'm looking it up right now oh is it really yeah. yep five legs yep oh weird anyway for all we know those are those aren't even aliens those are just a hyper evolved species from planet earth yeah, that's true. We don't know. Yeah, that's that I was kind of my thought when I was watching it too. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too because they go there just kind of anticipating when they're gonna 
be able to communicate. And they, like, it seems like they went there knowing that, hey, the humans are going to figure out that we can communicate eventually and we can tell them why we're here. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, because time wasn't their it, thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, it definitely is interesting. I'll give it that. I didn't hate it. It's just, it was really slow paced and boring. That's what I mean by the most interesting, boring movie I've ever seen. <laughs> well, but, and yeah, and to be fair, you're, you, you don't like slow movies. No, I, I have a really, really <laughs> hard time with slow movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me personally. No, for sure. No, I, I, Oh, yeah, this one struck a chord in me. This one struck like that, like me being 12 and hiding under the covers and reading Arthur C. Clarke with a flashlight. Just like that same like, oh, cool. Yeah. What about this weird alien? Ooh. Oh, I don't even know what this alien is, but it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was blown away by this movie uh, in a lot of ways. There were definitely things, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with Rachel that uh, there were definitely things that left a bit to be desired. Um, but... Yeah overall i but it is by yeah by no means is it a bad movie i think it is a good movie yeah sure no sure. and i think i think the things left to be desired was what it, for me enhanced the film i think that they anything more explained and i think you would have detracted from the well, mystery and the 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 like I, uh, greater world i don't that mean you are, that now you can fill in yeah, I, I don't mean things to be desired in terms of that i just mean like i wish that some of the dialogue had been a little better I wish that yeah. some of the pacing had been a little more in line, which some of it was really interesting because of obviously the nonlinear nature of it. But like there were certain aspects of the pacing that, you know, some of those scenes probably didn't need to be there. Um, you know, like, yeah. it, and and I, I think that's my main issue with it. It's like nothing really story wise. It's just that the way it moved and it flowed I think that's what kind of gave me the mess yeah. at the end. I think it could have used one last run through from the editor, but um overall, yeah, overall I I really liked it. Um I'm definitely more on this on Matt's side in terms of liking it, but also more on Rachel's side in terms of liking movies like Interstellar a little more. No, huh. yeah, yeah, I thought this was uh that was really, really yeah. good, and it did. I mean, it did what science fiction is always supposed to do, which is kind of blow you away with a concept that keeps you thinking for a long time. Well, and, to, oh, yeah, and explore a concept a little more in depth than just we need to hack the aliens. Oh, they're yes. compatible with Windows XP. Hacked it, hacker man. <laughs> yeah, <Blow up laughs> the aliens. No, it's yeah. it's, which it's is asking like 90% and, and exploring of- more questions. Exactly, and yeah. in, in depth exploring those questions, and 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 I thought this one was particularly cool because it was exploring linguistics and how linguistics yeah. in a in a in a situation where an alien where where an alien literally thinks differently than you two to a point where you can't even comprehend this like be on the same wavelength is fucking amazing. Yeah, about yeah. How to deal with that? I like that, and especially because yeah, linguistics is something that like isn't really explored too much in science fiction. Well, it was. It was explored in Independence Day, and the linguistics in that was, uh, our computers well, are fucking compatible. Yeah, that, but you know, yeah, <laughs> that, that doesn't count in, for me. No, uh, but Close Encounters <laughs> of the Third Kind, Steven Spielberg, they did explore that with the whole yeah. uh, uh, playing overtones. Mm. Yeah, uh, I thought that was really cool because um, there's been a lot of. There, that's why I think the other reason I like this one so much is because there's so much of science fiction is all about 
using mathematics to communicate with with aliens. Like, oh, math is the universal language. And what I liked so much about this was they touched that, but they said, no, math isn't working here. We we are not getting anywhere by using math mathematics with these aliens. We have to try something different. Yeah, and we all hate math, am I right? Ayo, up top, high five, math teachers suck. Is that where we're going with okay. that? Okay. No, Jason, no. come on. He's being oh. weird again. Yeah, he's being weird again. <laughs> no, we're too cool for so, school. <laughs> I bet he regretted starting that joke halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and then so to, so to touch on that, to sort of say, oh, yeah, this is the tropes that we've been doing for, for so long and say, ah, we're going to throw those out the window because they just don't, they don't, there's no relation here. We're, we're going for something much more, uh, much more nonlinear. If you get that. Ah, <laughs> math joke. No, uh, movie joke. Nonlinear because humans think in linear thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the movie. Oh, I thought we were making a math joke, like, you know, linear equations and stuff. No. It could, I mean, I guess it could work on every level. Time joke, linear time. Well, I obviously that... Never mind. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to give it a glowing review. It glowed. Uh, I will give it f- four out of five pods. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it still seems like you were kind of thinking about that. <laughs> I just don't. No, pod, I didn't know how to say it. Pod's the correct word. It means foot. Yeah. Four oh. out of five feet. I'll give it three out of five. Uh, Jay, you got any catch up? Unless you want to. Yeah. No, nope, that, that's it. That's why I did that one last. Okay. Uh, first, I did want to... Uh, really quick bring up the trailer for bright the new netflix original movie from david ayer uh max landis and will smith all right before we dive into that trailer is that going to be theatrically released no just released on netflix kind of like um uh what was the idris elba one i don't know but uh, do you think netflix will start doing theatrical releases for their films uh i think they look at theatrical releases as antithetical to what they do Huh. Okay. Hmm. Just checking. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. This movie looks like one that I would love to see in theaters. And maybe they'll do like, you know, those Fathom Events things where they'll like have it in theaters for like a weekend or whatever. Um, uh, they'll pull, they'll, they'll do the uh, Inhumans IMAX for a week thing. Yeah, that might not be a bad idea. I would, I would really like for them to do that. I just don't know if they will because it seems as though their, their whole thesis is that we don't necessarily need movie theaters. Which sucks. Which kind of sucks. And I don't know. That movie looks like it'd probably be super cool in a theater. Yeah. Yeah. I like the the pairing. Whoever's idea it was, which I I think it was Max Landis when he wrote it. He wrote it having David Ayer in mind as director, but basically going, "Hey, Uh let's get this crazy D and D fantasy stuff, and then have a guy direct a gritty cop movie over it." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. Such a ridiculous concept, and I thought movies look super cool. Yeah, I I watched the trailer like when I got here, and I'm like, I don't even know what that was, but I don't care. I want to see it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what is this trailer? Oh, that's an orc with a shotgun. All right, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks amazing, and I love Will Smith. Yeah, so. I like Will Smith a lot too. That like that's such a good combination of having like a, a ridiculous writer that does insane concepts like landis with a you know hard like real like gritty like you know i mean because david ayer did freaking fury and end of watch and training day and stuff like 
then come yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, and Suicide Squad, but I'm, I'm not counting that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the you know like the charisma of someone like Will Smith. That's just Oscar such a, winning. Uh, yeah, Oscar winning Suicide Squad. squad. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, this movie might be one of my favorite things ever. Just just based on that trailer and the concept. Yeah, I'm completely sold. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go that far yet, but it looks pretty cool. I just I love that like ne- Netflix is doing what studios haven't been doing for a long time, which is greenlighting original ideas that aren't of like that that don't fit into a mold that exists. They are the image comics they of really are. streaming. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> like they really are. And it's so refreshing because we've been stuck in this funk for like ten years where everything is a fucking sequel or a reboot or an adaptation. And so I don't know, it's it's just nice that like at least somebody is doing original films, you know? Oh for yeah, sure. Definitely. I'm, I'm all in favor, man. I think it's great. But uh, I'm yeah, so wanted to bring that up. Um, I read today. I read uh, finally, like I, I read the first two issues a couple of times actually, but I finally read volume one of Sheriff of Babylon from Tom King and Mitch Garrods. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Uh, what I think the thing that kind of like kept me from really diving into the series for a long time is I was like, oh, this is you know just going to be like a, a war comic, you know, mm-hmm. and. Upon reading it and really getting into it, it's more like The Wire. Just set. Oh, I never, I never saw The Wire. It's okay. Let's see. Uh, True Detective. <laughs> um, okay. it's it's yeah. That that was my reason for not really wanting to read it. Was I don't like this stuff and I don't care. Yeah. But after I did read it, I'm like, oh, this is actually really good and interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, a uh the you know just the sort of like crime drama aspect of it is really fun and engaging um yeah but then b which is something that tom king has already you know done to great effect in both vision and omega men uh and he's done it in other things as well but like just the the philosophical themes of the book really delving into like you know the the like consequences and the sort of airs of humanity like the the mistakes of people just trying to do the right thing or doing what they Mm. see is right and sort of the ambiguity of what right really is and how it's insanely subjective like it's i don't know it's so i mean i I got the same feeling reading this as i did reading omega men and the vision just like this really thought-provoking engaging uh masterful story cool Uh, yeah it's uh, i agree I've got it. It's on my list. So yeah, and the uh, volume two also just came out in trade. So now there's he has. I guess like they've coined it the trilogy of best intentions. You have twelve issues of Omega Men, twelve issues of The Vision, and now twelve issues of Sheriff of Babylon. And I guess there are overarching thematic uh, uh, elements to all three stories that kind of tie them all together, which is sort of fun. Hmm. So yeah. Um. That was fun, and then I read... Uh, so, have you guys heard about what's been going on with Warren Ellis lately? Uh, no. no. Trees. So, well, yeah, Trees and Injection and stuff, his creator-owned stuff. Um, but you remember, like, six or so months ago when DC Comics gave Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance a quote-unquote pop-up imprint called Young, Young Animal? Yeah. Uh, so, they did the same thing with Warren Ellis. 
Oh, okay. So, nice. I heard Rachel's ringtone. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was Jarvis. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so that, I've, you know, I've talked before about how much I've loved Young Animal. Um, but they're doing the same thing with Warren Ellis, and I hope they continue to do it with other creators, where they're basically starting these mini imprints of, like, you know, four books or so that are all sort of their separate, their own separate section of the universe that are uh, curated by one creative person. Um, and so Warren Ellis is uh, resurrecting and reinventing Jim Lee's Wildstorm, which, used, which was one of the founding Image Comics, you know, publishers. Um, uh, uh, yes, but what's Wildstorm? Was that his? Was that his image? Was that his first image comic? Yeah. So Wildstorm was Jim Lee's first image comic, and the publisher that he owned, kind of like you know Robert Kirkman has Skybound. And yeah, I got I got you there. So how does it, how does that connect to DC? Because when Jim Lee went over to DC uh, to be their co-publisher, he also sold Wildstorm to them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. And so they moved all that over, and that's when they had books like The Authority and other stuff like that that Warren Ellis was writing, kind of in their own Wildstorm universe, but still part of DC. Um, okay. Which that stuff's amazing, but we won't get into it. Uh, so, so yeah, basically, Warren Ellis just barely launched uh, the first issue of a series called The Wildstorm, um, which will be sort of the corner piece. And he said it's going to be 24 issues, so it's a two year long mini sort of imprint. Um, and The Wildstorm is essentially like this crazy, like Game of Thrones level tapestry. Like, not, it's not, uh, the same like in terms of genre or whatever but it's like all these sort of characters from different uh you know corporations and and sort of like businesses or agencies or whatever um trying to figure out like or you know sort of chase after this thing it's a lot of like questions of um like there i don't know it deals with a lot of like robotics and futurism Stop. and stuff hammer time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's 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 Warren Ellis doing a lot of really really cool like exploration of the dangers and uh, great sides of futurism and robotics. So it's really cool. I read the first issue and I thought it was fantastic. Good. No, cool. Sorry, I didn't mean to push stop on you, but I, I was I, I was sensing a pattern. There you go. Um, and then I watched Big Trouble in Little China for the first time, and that is my favorite movie for ever. the first time. Yep. What is wrong with you? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't either. That is an awesome movie. Though. That is an amazing movie. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that was made before I was born that I just didn't see. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's good. so good. Yeah, it's super good. There are so many moments in that movie that I'm like, holy shit! Like, why? don't more movies ever do this like kurt russell knocking himself out by shooting the ceiling and <laughs> accidentally like dislodging rocks that hit him in the head yeah yeah no it's awesome and then like fighting the bad guy with lipstick all over his face and like that ah, it's so fucking just everything in that movie the weird the, ah, yeah all of it yeah yep all of it that's such a great movie kurt russell man just kurt russell yeah yeah and john that's carpenter awesome. that's a match made in heaven yeah right have you watched um Escape from New York? Yes, I've watched both Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But you haven't watched The Thing yet. I have not watched The Thing yet. Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. Yeah, I know. I know. You've never seen The Thing? I've never seen The Thing, except in the confines of a Fantastic uh, Four movie. 
I know. It drives me nuts. <sighs> like top five favorite movie of all time. Um, you gotta watch the thing, man. Maybe I'll. Uh, maybe that'll be my comic we're reading is watching the thing movie. <laughs> well, no, the comic. You already chose your comic. That's Superior Foes of Spider Man, yeah. sir. I can change it if I want to. Don't tell me what to do. No, yeah. the readers. The readers already ordered it on Amazon in anticipation. Highly doubt anyone actually did that, but um, it's possible. What? Well, well anyway, you, you have ketchup? you have to see the thing. Yeah, you gotta watch the thing, man. It's the fucking best. Yeah. yeah. No, I shall. Um. Yeah, and that's that's all my ketchup. Um. I so I started reading Superior Foes again. In anticipation of, because I said that that's my thing I was going to read, and I got to read it again. It's uh, still good. I, it's amazing. Have you I, read... It didn't get It didn't get bad. Have you read The uh, the Fix at all? The Fix. Yeah. It's uh, it's from um, Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber, the people who are doing... Who did Superior Foes. Uh, no, I don't think so. On what? Image. No, I haven't read The Fix. It's, it's good. It's apparently really good. I haven't read it yet either, but it's something that I discovered after uh, last week's episode when we decided we were reading Superior Foes. Oh, cool. No, I'll check it out. I may have, I don't know, that sounds slightly familiar. I, the problem is I've been reading a bunch of... We bought that Humble Bundle and I read like all the issue ones and now I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know what I've read anymore. <laughs> and uh, you're reading Black Monday Murders too, huh? I am reading Black Monday Murders. That's a fucking... I don't know, man. It's I can tell. I can. It's like <laughs> fucking Hickman. I can tell that it's good. I know that it's good. I'm also enjoying it, but it's like I'm having a hard time. Just like, all right, here we go. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna read this. Yeah. Oh god, it's I... so dense so quick because it's like it starts <laughs> off kind of like it starts off not super dense, but it starts off like still. It's like you need to pay attention to what you're reading, and you need to pay attention to. All the little cues and stuff in the artwork as well. And then after maybe six pages, it's like a couple pages, like six to ten pages of just text that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, fuck, man. All right. I'm going to like try to like struggle through this. You get through that and then it's just back into weird dense stuff and it and then and then you and then and then I take a step back and I'm like, how long is this? Oh fuck, it's 260 pages long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I I got it today and I was flipping through it and I'm like, oh, this, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm 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 gonna power through it. I, I'm really liking it and I think the artwork in that book is like some of my favorite that I've seen in a long time. And just the overall, not just like the you know, not specifically just the, how do I say, the like the. The, the graphic design. I mean, like the cover of that book is one of the coolest book covers I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. I love it. So it's H- just the whole, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, Hickman, before he was a comic book writer, he was a graphic designer. Um, And so uh, he does all of the graphic design for every book that he's ever done. And that's why all of them look so fucking great. Uh, yeah, just a fun little factoid for you. That's cool. Which is also um, how he got his first book published, is it was so well designed that he just like sent in a complete, fully designed first issue to Image and said, hey, can you publish this, please? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the nightly news. And they, were, and they were like, sure, dude. And then uh, he was like, cool, thanks. Uh, here's my next one. It's longer than Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got super alarmed when I saw a Hickman book that was that thick. Like... 
it's one thing if it's a regular trade paperback, but that thing's like three times the size of a normal one. Yeah, well, that's the thing I saw. I was like, I I saw the, I, honestly the cover art of was what sold me on Black Monday because I I saw the cover art of the of the individual issues and I was like, oh my god, I love those. So then I was like, oh Hickman, cool art. I'm gonna get that. Looked on looked on Amazon for it. and I was like, wait, twenty bucks? That can't be right. Like <laughs> all the all the volume ones are like. Nine bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then I, and then, nope, it's 260 pages and it's six <laughs> issues. Each issue is 40 plus issue, 40 plus pages. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. I thought it was only four issues. Yeah, it was four, four issues. Yeah. Should, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one to four nuts. and it's 270 something pages. It's ridiculous. I think. Yeah, the the is- the single issues themselves are bigger than every issue of Watchmen and every issue of Dark Knight Returns. Man, the, no, like not not bigger uh, than all of them combined. I mean, every every yeah, issue in yeah. this are bigger than the issues that came out individually for Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns. I, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I I don't know. I there's a part of me in the back of my head that's like, this is going to be the one. This is going to be like <laughs> one of one of those comic masterpieces that you're going to get through and be like, damn. So yeah, I have the same feeling. It's just the it's really intimidating it's just inti- looking through it and seeing. A, yeah. All those pages of just the text. And it's not like I can't read and like I don't like reading books, but there's something about when I want to sit down and read a comic book that that's not a, that's not a, like my brain can't compute. Like, no, you're not, this isn't reading a book time. It's just reading a comic yeah. time. I think it's. And I like, I like how quickly comics move uh-huh. and I can read a whole lot in one day. But this, I was looking, I'm like, this is going to take me way longer than my usual 20 minutes to read a trade. Yeah. And I just sat it back down on my desk. <laughs> okay. The approach I'll get to it. The approach that I've had to Hickman books is like read one issue every other day. For the issues are fucking 40 pages long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Half an issue every no, day. The I think I have to put on my evening jacket um uh pack some fine tobacco into a pipe and drink some brandy while i read it uh in my easy chair with candles yeah feels appropriate feels very appropriate to this book i'm having a monocle definitely need a monocle yeah (laughs) i'm having the same issue with uh snyder and lemire's ad after death it's kind of the same thing where it's four issues every issue is like fucking 80 pages or some shit and the pages are all like like 150 percent the size of a normal comic page uh-huh yeah and like and it's also got that same thing where there's a lot of prose writing in there rather than you know comic book dialogue or whatever and so it's like it's uh it's a fucking beast to get through man huh i i have it pre-ordered the hard copy of Ooh, it that's probably gonna be so beautiful because i pre-ordered it for like maybe 12 dollars or something yeah, I'd noticed that on too. Amazon. You, can, you can pre-order on Amazon for a pretty hefty discount. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. that too. I just I just pre-ordered Black Science Volume Six for like six bucks or seven bucks. Yeah, the pre-ordering it is. This is the, the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm seriously, I'm looking it up right now because that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know it's pretty cheap. I don't know if it's exactly that amount, but I know it's pretty cheap. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I'm gonna pre-order Saga Book Two. And the big one. The, yeah, the hardcover. Yeah, that. I can't wait for that. Um. Uh. So. Uh. I've also. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna skim over this real quick, guys. So. 
Don't get <laughs> weird about it. Uh, just because it's a thing I did, and we can touch on this some other time. Oh boy, maybe. Uh, I read the volume one and two of the beauty. Uh huh. Um, yeah. How how yeah, was, was how uh, was volume one and two of later. the beauty? Um, just a quick little tease. But, was it good? Yeah, volume one is really good, and uh, volume one is really good. And then uh, I have a public service announcement because I know everybody likes those or or hates those. Whatever. <laughs> but not even a public service announcement. I've been reading Dan Slott's Spider Man, and God fucking damn it! It's it's, it's it takes all my energy to like be like, all right, I'm gonna fucking do this because I love Spider Man so much, and be like, oh, I'm gonna give Dan Slott another chance. And the first fucking 10 or 15 issues of The Amazing Spider-Man, the new one, whatever they call this universe now, all new, all different or whatever. Yeah. He fights Zodiac villains, like like Scorpio and Leo and Sagittarius and Gemini. And it's just like... <laughs> dude, how lame is that? Like, I like Spider-Man's lame villains because they're all animal-themed, and that's fun, but, like, Zodiac... And they're like making dumb zodiac jokes, and he's making dumb like imager and Reddit jokes, and ugh, it's so bad. It's bad. It's just, it's the, all the joy is sucked out of Spider Man with that guy. And this is recent. The this recent is the new one? Amazing Spider Man run by Dan Slott. Oh. And then you read Spider Man with Miles Morales, and it's super good. And then you read there's the other one that's that's being that's putting out right now, Spidey. Oh yeah, it's the kids like, one. It's like it's a kids comic, and they're like one-off stories, and it's better than Dan Slott's Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. It's just it's ridiculous that that they've they're like, no, Dan, go for it, bud. You can do Spider-Man indefinite and fucking indefinitely, and I. It just breaks my heart. Breaks my fucking heart. <laughs> We're stuck with fucking Dan Slott. Well. Uh, hopefully, I, I do. I mean, there is some news on that front that might. Uh... Well, there, there is, there is the Chip Zdarsky news, and that's extremely exciting to me because I, I like Chip Zdarsky a lot. I think he's, he's got the, he's got the, uh, he's got the juice, <laughs> the juice. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Chip Zdarsky writing Spider-Man is a match made in heaven. I think so too, and I, I like. I've I've just gotten you know spite I I think Spider Man's one of those things I've gotten burned hard enough on that I'm gonna wait and see but so I think I but I, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped because get fucking dance slot I mean I don't think they're gonna get rid of him but make uh, maybe they will maybe somebody like they'll like Chip will come in and he'll just crush it and they'll be like actually Chip can you just keep doing this or somebody else can you keep doing this because Dan your stories blow and you're uninteresting and you're not funny. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I will just just because I, I want to give you a little more more hope than just that. Uh, the series called Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. Chip Zdarsky uh, gave a little blurb about it. And in that blurb, he said that his biggest inspirations for the series. Uh, number one, J. Michael Straczynski. Oh, for reals? Yeah. Oh. oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, my God. That's like the news I wanted for my entire life. Yeah, there's uh, Entertainment Weekly did an article about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I figured like that oh, would be. Reals? Oh my god, that's. Yeah, I'll that's like, I'll send that's the article like, over that, to you. That's that's like uh, go put a hold on him at this comic book shop and get him once a week because 
or however long they'll be, however frequently they'll be published. But yeah, That's and fun. we'll uh, all That's these. That's exciting. Things. It's super exciting. Um, J. Michael Straczynski, man, I'm telling you, that guy's as much as you might hate that guy. His Spider-Man run was fucking awesome. A lot of so I know a lot of people really didn't like that run. Um, a lot of people are wrong because <laughs> a lot of people also like Dan Slott's Spider-Man. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, and a lot of people are, are still wrong. They're, I think they're like, yeah. you know, what my favorite Spider-Man was Brand New Day. Oh, it's so fun when he just gets to reboot back to high school after the most intense, amazing. Uh, after the most intense, like it was too dark. Back, back in black was too dark. We want high school Peter Parker. <laughs> Sorry, it's Spider Man, man. Spider Man, it's it's hard when your favorite character of all the characters just turns into a garbage character because somebody is just like making a couple bucks off it and thinks they understand something they don't. You know, this is how I feel about the voice of Dead Man in Justice League Dark. Yeah, I I can empathize. <laughs> so I get it. I get, get it. Yeah. You've, you've taken my favorite character and made a shitty, made something horrible thing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of really fucking stupid Spider-Man things, but the comics overall have have have, have been not stupid until Dan Slott got his hands on it. So that was, I think, the big thing for me. You yeah, know, it's like. Yeah, there's some Spider-Man movies that are not great. I mean, we all saw Spider-Man 3, and we all collectively decided that was the assuming pile of horse shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, anyway. Yeah. I Rant over. It's it's yeah, funny. I could just listen to you rant about it forever. At this point, I'm just going to rant in say, circles. You say, <laughs> you say like, the weirdest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get it. Yeah. I just want my Spidey back, man. I'm literally reading a fucking the the kids version of Spidey just to get some Spider-Man kick instead just of Just cuz it's better. Just cuz it's fucking written better. <laughs> the Spider-Man Deadpool comic run is pretty good. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love Spider-Man Deadpool co- me, uh team-ups though because I think they try to they try to play Deadpool off as more zany than he should be to counteract to like sort of counterbalance Spider-Man's already sort of like, you know, one-liner banter. Yeah. They so they try to like one up him with Deadpool and I don't think that's necessary and I think that sort of detracts from the 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 team up they already have. Like use the Deadpool from Hawkeye and Deadpool. Oh, or, Hawkeye and Deadpool was amazing. Amazing. That was a uh, Blacker and Acker, right? Or no, that was uh, someone else. Never mind. No, it was somebody else. Um, because you you have Deadpool, you have him making hilarious jokes, but you don't have him just being like, you don't have cosplay at Comic Con Deadpool where they're like, I'm going to be zany for zany's sake, and just yeah. you know, and like have Looney Tunes sound effects surrounding me instead of. Because <laughs> he's an interesting character, but people write him wrong. Anyway, point yeah. point circled is. You could a Spidey Deadpool team up can work really well, and it can also not work. And it, this one sort of teeters on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. You guys I want me you. to talk about Spider Man anymore? <laughs> Wait, you only got ten minutes left. Shit. Well, ten minutes, and then an hour, and ten minutes. Well, because oh. it doesn't it doesn't unlock till ten. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm counting down the minutes till Horizon Zero Dawn unlocks. Gotcha. For me. 
Okay. Um, His uh, download's done in 10 minutes. Okay, yeah, wait, I got 10 more minutes? Okay, fuck. Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> We will. So really quick, I just did want to mention for everybody, all the stuff that we've referenced today, the articles and videos and stuff like that, uh, will be on our Facebook page the day that this episode comes out. So if you want to go to facebook.com slash Podcast or just search for us on Facebook, uh, you can see all the stuff that we've referenced. Um we're not gonna reference we're not gonna reference Dan Slot Spider Man to you though, because I wouldn't <laughs> I would never I would never do that to you. No, I just meant like articles and videos that we talked about. No, but for reals, if you're still listening to my rant and you haven't turned off the podcast because you're like, fuck, Matt's ranting again. God damn it. I'm going to turn this fucking thing off. If you haven't and you're still paying attention to words falling out of my mouth in it, and you like Dan Slott's Spider-Man, will you tell me why? I would like to know, and I won't get mad at you, and I won't talk shit because not, that's not who I am, but I do want to understand why people do like Dan Slott's Spider-Man. What, what am I missing that other people are really getting out of it. Because obviously it's popular. They wouldn't keep him on if people didn't like it. Yeah. I know, I mean, I know longtime Spider-Man fans who, who really liked Dan Slott's run and didn't like J. Michael Straczynski's run. Hmm. Or like two of them? No, I know a lot of them, actually. <laughs> like, I feel like that's the majority on it. I don't know. I, that's yeah. so weird, man. That's interesting. Because, I mean, if you... if the you divide... Yeah, like, if you go on the online and just, like, look up what people say about J. Michael Straczynski's Spider-Man, it's almost all negative well that's funny because if i go to online and look up dan slot he's gotten death threats for like fucking up spider-man yes yeah, i guess that's true there's probably it is probably a sort of divisive i thing think it, with him. I, I think it's just extremely divisive i think that people i think it's because like me i mean i well rather for myself like i just that's such an important character to me that i have a little bit higher uh than i do with other things yeah I think um, I think everybody has their specific sort of um, idea of Spider-Man and and uh, you know kind of like their section that Spider-Man fits into. And if he ventures outside that section, like you know, for instance, like he did with JMS, uh, or obviously for you, like he has with uh, Dan Slott, I think that it gets you know gets real hairy real fast. Yeah, sure. Um, and I and I will say I've read some of Dan Slott's Spider-Man, and for instance, like I read Superior Spider-Man, not the whole thing, but like the stuff that I read in Superior Spider-Man, I thought was really fun. Um, I so that's but that's the thing. Superior Spider-Man did work for me as well. I enjoyed Superior Spider-Man. It was just when Peter Parker reason, came back. It, yeah, it was. It wasn't Peter Parker. <laughs> it's yeah. like I enjoyed yeah. it because it was not Peter Parker. I've actually read. Um, a few volumes of that. It's pretty good. And yeah, I enjoyed it. And it's yeah, not Peter Parker. It's not Peter Parker. Yeah. So, it's so a, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I like this, but it's uh that's Doc Ock, so that's what's that's what makes this interesting. Um that's and then fair. Peter Parker comes back and then they're like and they're like, he's a worldwide traveling businessman, Tony Stark that's two, Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, if you if you have thoughts uh, one way or another on Dan Slott or JMS's Spider-Man, uh, feel free to either leave us a voicemail at the number we mentioned or write us an email, us at savagelandpodcast.com or tweet us at savagelandpod. Just do whatever whatever works for you. Message us on Facebook. I don't care. Just reach out. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think of Spider-Man. And like we said, we've got some fucking just some exciting stuff coming up. So we're all we're all very stoked. Um was there anything else that you guys wanted to cover before we uh, head out? Uh, no. I got all riled up, so I got to go, like, 
Take a walk around the block. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I'm good. All right, perfect. Well, uh, you all know where to find us. We left it there. Please leave us your ratings or reviews on iTunes. Help other people find the show. Uh, and stay tuned for uh, what we've got coming up. So, <laughs> Definitely going to leave that in there. Doctor. Yeah. I think we got some shit for flip. Oh, I'm going to rub these sticks together. Check it, you start a bonfire. And if you don't see it, y'all niggas can't fuck with our flip mode movement. Bouncing your truck to us, y'all get stupid. Don't try to fight with us because you will be carried away. You will be carried away. Now I'm settled. Once I pick up my metal, put my foot on the pedal, ride it through every ghetto. Analyze the shit I'm seeing while I sip on Moretto. A lot of bitches on the strip, strutting in their stilettos. Then they wave and say hello while my Lambo is yellow. Everything they got a jingle when they walk like a jello.